Hello friends, it is Sean here. It is a Monday morning and welcome to you to this Bible reading podcast. So great that you have chosen to invite me into your day as your week begins on the 11th of September, a day forever marred by those tragic events some 22 years ago. Yeah, but here we are and the world has seen so many more terrible events and wonderful events in the whole spectrum of life as we continue to live on this planet with the human race and our God who loves us and who communicates with us through his scriptures. And that is why we are here, to frame our daily walk with the eternal God and his message to us. And this week we will conclude this part of Isaiah which talks through a theological reflection or or judgment on the way that Hezekiah ruled Judah and then we will move all the way into the New Testament and begin reading together the book of Acts on Thursday. So this is a good week. So the next three days we will continue to hear about the story of Hezekiah responding to the threat of the Assyrian Empire knocking on his doorstep. And we will see what Isaiah has to say about the way he responds. So, throw away your 21st century mindset. Let's go all the way back to those years before Christ, about 700 BC, as we hear this story of ancient empires brushing up against each other. One with the Almighty God on its side and one without. As we read together, Isaiah chapter 37. When King Hezekiah heard their report, he tore his clothes and put on burlap and went into the temple of the Lord. And he sent Eliakim, the palace administrator, Shebna, the court secretary, and the leading priests, all dressed in burlap, to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos. They told him, This is what King Hezekiah says, Today is a day of trouble, insults, and disgrace. It is like when a child is ready to be born, but the mother has no strength to deliver the baby. But perhaps the Lord your God has heard the Assyrian chief of staff, sent by the king to defy the living God and will punish him for his words. Oh, pray for those of us who were left. After King Hezekiah's officials delivered the king's message to Isaiah, the prophet replied, Say to your master, this is what the Lord says. Do not be disturbed by this blasphemous speech against me from the Assyrian king's messengers. Listen, I myself will move against him and the king will receive a message that he is needed at home, so he will return to his land. Meanwhile, the Assyrian chief of staff left Jerusalem and went to consult the king of Assyria, who had left Lachish and was attacking Libna. Soon afterward, King Sennacherib received word that King Tahaka of Ethiopia was leading an army to fight against him before leaving to meet the attack. He sent messengers back to Hezekiah in Jerusalem with this message. This message is for King Hezekiah of Judah. Don't let your God in whom you trust deceive you with promises that Jerusalem will not be captured by the king of Assyria. 
You know perfectly well what the kings of Assyria have done wherever they have gone. They have completely destroyed everyone who stood in their way. Why should you be any different? Have the gods of other nations rescued them? Such nations as Gozan, Haran, Rezef, and the people of Eden, who were Tel Asar, my predecessors destroyed them all. What happened to the king of Hamath and the king of Arpad? What happened to the kings of Sephavaim, Hena, and Eva? After Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it, he went up to the Lord's temple and spread it out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed this prayer before the Lord. O Lord of heaven's armies, God of Israel, you are enthroned between the mighty cherubim. You alone are God of all the kingdoms of the earth. You alone created the heavens and the earth. Bend down, O Lord, and listen. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. Listen to Sennacherib's words of defiance against the living God. It is true, Lord, that the kings of Assyria have destroyed all these nations, and they have thrown the gods of these nations into the fire and burned them. But of course, the Assyrians could destroy them. They were not gods at all, only idols of wood and stone shaped by human hands. Now, O Lord our God, rescue us from his power. Then all the kingdoms of the earth will know that you alone, O Lord, are God. Then Isaiah, son of Amos, sent this message to Hezekiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Because you prayed about King Sennacherib of Assyria, the Lord has spoken this word against him. The virgin daughter of Zion despises you and laughs at you. The daughter of Jerusalem shakes her head in derision as you flee. Whom have you been defying and ridiculing? Against whom did you raise your voice? At whom did you look with such haughty eyes? It was the Holy One of Israel. By your messengers, you have defied the Lord. You have said, With my chariots, I have conquered the highest mountains. Yes, the remotest peaks of Lebanon. I have cut down its tallest cedars and its finest cypress trees. I have reached its farthest heights and explored its deepest forests. I have dug wells in many foreign lands and refreshed myself with their water. With the sole of my foot, I stopped up all the rivers of Egypt. But have you not heard? I decided this long ago. Long ago I planned it, and now I am making it happen. I planned for you to crush fortified cities into heaps of rubble. That is why their people have so little power and are so frightened and confused. They are as weak as grass, as easily trampled as tender green shoots. They are like grass sprouting on a housetop, scorched before it can grow lush and tall. But I know you well. Where you stay and when you come and go, I know the way you have raged against me. And because of your raging against me and your arrogance, which I have heard for myself, I will put a hook in your nose and my bit in your mouth. I will make you return by the same road on which you came. 
Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Here is the proof that what I say is true. This year you will eat only what grows up by itself, and next year you will eat what springs up from that. But in the third year you will plant crops and harvest them, you will tend vineyards and eat their fruit. And you who are left in Judah, who have escaped the ravages of the siege, will put roots down in your own soil and grow up and flourish. For a remnant of my people will spread out from Jerusalem, a group of survivors from Mount Zion. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. And this is what the Lord says about the king of Assyria. His armies will not enter Jerusalem. They will not even shoot an arrow at it. They will not march outside its gates with their shields, nor build banks of earth against its walls. The king will return to his own country by the same road on which he came. He will not enter this city, says the Lord. For my own honor and for the sake of my servant David, I will defend this city and protect it. That night, the angel of the Lord went out to the Assyrian camp and killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. When the surviving Assyrians woke up the next morning, they found corpses everywhere. Then King Sennacherib of Assyria broke camp and returned to his own land. He went home to his capital of Nineveh and stayed there. One day, while he was worshipping in the temple of his god Nisroch, his sons Adramelech and Sharazah killed him with their swords. They then escaped to the land of Ararat, and another son, Ezahadon, became the next king of Assyria. You're in charge, Lord. You are sovereign. There is nothing anyone can say or do that can possibly diminish you. For you are larger and greater than our universe and everything in it. And we worship you. Our almighty God, our powerful Lord. And we thank you that your power is not one that you flex for your own sake. But your power is such that you use it to draw us back to you and make your love complete through Jesus. We love you and we thank you and we worship you. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. <laughs>